he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, holding a harp and golden bowls of incense. And they sang a new song and said, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Well, as we said, uh, this is our last podcast for the year. It's Friday, December 18th. Derek, doing okay? I'm doing great. Yeah, the... um, the break that we'll have, maybe you could go back and uh, listen to some of the, I mean, we talked about, uh, Derek and I, a little bit about whether we should do this three times a week or what the length should be. Maybe three times a week is too much. Maybe you're hearing, uh, there's other things you want to be involved in and listen to. We primarily want to do this as an encouragement to our church family, but we're happy that others seem to be enjoying it too. Um, But we are going to come back in the new year and continue to do it three times a week, at least for a little while to see how it goes. Uh, but in these next couple of weeks, everybody's going to be busy over Christmas. We're going to be busy, so we'll take a step back, and uh, we will. We will. Our next episode will be released on January fourth, twenty twenty one. That seems crazy. Yeah, it does. Twenty twenty one. Like when I think of the nineties, I kind of feel like that was not that long ago. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Like I don't know where. What do they call them? The aughts? Is that what they call them? <laughs> yeah, the two thousands? So, yeah. The aughts? Or the teen, the twenty teens are gone. I mean, just crazy. The it, thing that's more crazy is I knew I know what I was doing fifty years ago. <laughs> wow, what were you doing fifty years ago? I'd like to know, Derek. Well, I, I'm sixty-seven, so let's say roughly at sixteen, I I heard about the men. Well, actually, I was uh, watching it on TV. Uh, the men walking on the moon. Okay, you know that was sixty. I thought it was 69. 69. Yeah, Yeah, okay, so So 51 years ago or so. Derek, you're old. Yes, I am, (laughs) and praise God for it. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, because I think, oh, the 2000s, where did they go? The 2010s, where did they go? Um, Now we're in 20, well, we will be in 2021. 21, yes. Um. I was going to ask you a question when you said you knew where you were 50 years ago. Uh, do you remember Y2K, the big Y2K? Oh, absolutely. I, I foolishly oh, uh, fell on the bandwagon okay. of, of uh, storing water in my yeah. basement yeah. and just a whole ball of wax. And then to, just to realize uh, afterwards that it was just total foolishness and I didn't trust in the Lord. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was foolish to have some water. We had about I think it was we had more about, than that that I did. Oh, okay. but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. You didn't you didn't bury a bus in your backyard. No, did I didn't you? bury a bus. I no. heard about people who <laughs> who bought like six or eight buses and buried them in the ground and had like this network of where they're going to live, you know. I think we had like 8 gallons of water in the basement or something. And I remember a, a church group that we knew of was meeting, and they were hoarding supplies and even, mm-hmm. I think, guns and everything. And, like, I heard that one of the—I didn't go to the meetings, but I heard one of the questions was like, well, what are we going to do if someone comes and wants a can of green beans? <laughs> if you have—if you as a Christian don't know what to do if someone needs food—anyway, that was, that was 20 years yeah, ago that, already. That's amazing. Well, anyway, we got to get into our discussion. It's our last podcast, and we want to make good use of the time. Uh— 
we have talked about a good number of names of Christ. We've gone through the bread of life, prince of peace, the shepherd and the bishop of our souls, the word, the light of the world, the wonderful counselor, the firstborn, the author and finisher of our faith. And now we come to uh, the one we're going to conclude on, and maybe next December we can do some more names of Christ, but we want to talk about Jesus as the Lamb of God. One of the first things, I mean, there's there's so much we could talk about regarding Jesus as the Lamb of God, but one of the first things I want to mention is, and I think this is cool, especially goes along with what you talked about on Wednesday with the different attributes of Christ being just kind of all intertwined. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this, Derek? He is called the shepherd, and he is called the lamb. And that is, you couldn't be more unique than that. That just, that's enough to probably ponder for the next 20 years. Yeah. He, he not only is, because there are different aspects of his character. Right. He, it's, it's not an oxymoron to say he is the shepherd and the lamb. Mm-hmm. He is the shepherd because, as we discussed, he is the tender caregiver. Yes, of, for is. the sheep, but he is the Lamb of God. Where do we want to start with this? I know okay, we're kind of well, we're kind of. Uh, I don't want to say that we're winging it, but we're we're not as prepared on this one as we've been in the past. But what what are your initial well, one thoughts? Question when it comes that comes to, Lamb to my mind, and and I'm going to ask you this question, uh-huh. and then I'll tell you what what, what I think okay. about it is. Why did the Lord? Why did God the Father, or why did the uh, during their inner Trinitarian communication, did they come up with? a lamb. Why would Jesus be represented by a lamb? Okay. I'm usually the one that's asking you questions. Well, I'm going to turn it around <laughs> on you for a change and let you see how it feels. It doesn't feel real great. <laughs> that one, I'm not, I would, the first thing that comes to my mind is that a lamb is a gentle and vulnerable animal. Amen. Mm-hmm. Is that what you think? Yeah, and, and of course you got me doing this alliteration thing now with the okay. the the letters yeah. uh, reflecting uh, what I want to say. And three things I came up with okay. was defenseless, dumb, and dependent. Yeah. Uh, first of all, defenseless. Uh, Christ, of course, set aside. He didn't stop being God in his kenosis, but he set aside his heavenly prerogatives. Uh, as a human being here in the earth. And so he was subject to all of those things that we're subject to in terms of uh, uh, being attacked or experiencing depression or whatever the case may be. And he was defenseless in one sense as related to that. And then dumb, not in the sense that he didn't have intelligence, but during the time that these things were happening, he kept his mouth closed. He didn't try to retaliate. And then thirdly, dependent. Even though he was God, he relinquished that authority to rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit throughout his entire life on the earth, all the way up to dying on the cross. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good way to start. You, you were much more uh, articulate about it than I was. I, I look at a lamb, you know, as being that very meek and needy and gentle beast. I mean, yes. of, of animals that are not tamed, I don't know that I can think of a, another animal that is that is more, I don't know, tender. Or like you go, you go to a farm or a petting farm or a petting zoo, and they're, they're just so... Uh, 
not, not babyish. That's not what I mean to say, but but just you know. they're endearing. Yes, and, yes, and you can't help but want to love them. Yes, and of course, when we when we uh, read about the different attributes of this loving Lamb that died on the cross for our sins. We can't help but love him, but not only when he died on the cross, but the way he lived his life, yeah. and he always showed love. Yeah, uh, you can't help but love and, him. Yeah, you're drawn to that. Like, and I'm glad you said what you did too, because the focus of the lamb, and we'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, is about the sacrificial nature of the lamb, but also the way he lived his life. And um, I read a book this summer and used it in our Wednesday study. Uh, called gentle, yes. gentle and lowly, mm-hmm. and and the one place where we see Christ's heart described is that he is gentle and lowly in yes, heart. His interaction with people was gentle. Mm-hmm. Now he wasn't gentle with phony baloney unrighteousness. No. He he no. confronted that, but for the needy, hurting, despairing people, he was a gentle, meek mm-hmm. person. And this is what. It, it literally is blowing me away. I think of the of the times we've recorded and talked about the names of Christ today has been the best for me because I think what's becoming clear to me is the the um, I'm trying to think of the the right word. It's it's used of like a gem or something, but it's like the diversity or the variety, the multi. Facets. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Facets. The multifaceted nature mm-hmm. of this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went from Monday talking about him being the chief. That, that sounds right. very formal, and and mm-hmm. he's he deserves that rank. To the opening of the way, and now we're talking about this person who should be demanding right. worship right. and service, and he he calls himself a lamb, yes. defenseless, dumb, right. and dependent. It just the multifaceted nature of this Christ. It is, makes me think, I don't know if I heard you say this or, or some other teacher, but he said that uh, Christ, whose rights were completely violated in every sense of the word, never protested that his rights were being violated. Mm. And yet we as human beings can have the slightest thing occur in our lives and we're not only angry, but we're protesting the fact that we've been offended. Yeah. That's the difference yeah. in the fact that Christ, being the, the lowly lamb of God, he could have fought for his rights. As, as a matter of fact, he could have had others fight for his rights, but he didn't because he had a purpose in mind. Mm-hmm. And through his lowliness, he would purchase us, mm-hmm. purchase our salvation. Mm-hmm. And if anyone, I think you kind of said this, if anyone could be demanding, yeah, here's he the had all the right in the world to be. Yeah. How, how many times have we been wronged by someone and either wanted to or did just want to lash out or yes. respond yes. In, in kind to that? Mm-hmm. What, a, what a meek and humble Lord. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about the sacrificial aspect of the Lamb. We know that it's introduced in Exodus at the Passover meal where you took your lamb. You had to have a lamb to slaughter and post the the blood on the door to have the death angel pass over you. 
And then throughout the Old Testament sacrificial system, a lamb was, uh, pro- was needed to be provided for your uh, atonement. And of course, when I think of the lamb, the, the name lamb for Christ, the verse that comes out to me is when he is being pointed out by John the Baptist in John mm-hmm. chapter 1, is it verse 29? Behold the Lamb of God who mm-hmm. takes away the sin of the world, right? Mm-hmm. That here is that Lamb that was foreshadowed in the Old Testament that is not going to merely cover sin. He's going to take it away. And the other verse I think about Lamb is when it says in First Peter that we are not redeemed by corruptible things like silver and gold. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't that we were purchased by something like that. We were purchased by the precious blood of the spotless lamb. Amen. And we know Christ as the innocent lamb of God shed his blood on the cross to take away our sins and did so at the very same moment that the Passover lambs were being slaughtered in the temple. Mm. It's beautiful. What are you mm. scribbling over there? What uh, do you got? No, uh, just uh, as you were talking, yeah, I'm, give it I'm to thinking us. about different things sure. here. But uh, going back to my first question, why a lamb? And then it just kind of screams in my mind, innocence. Yeah. He was innocent. Yeah. And yet he was punished. Yeah. That I mean, that's enough to, to take forever to wrap your mind around the fact that he did nothing wrong. But because he loved us so much... Innocent, and he was innocent. He allowed himself to be punished for something he didn't do. Yeah. I, again, not to be, you know, trite with an illustration, but uh, I, I like, I, I shouldn't even say this because it'll make me sound silly, but I like to watch, uh, sometimes I like to watch these crime programs mm-hmm. where they, where they, um, it's like something that really happened and they take you through the story and they try to, you know, like Dateline does this. They'll, they'll take you through the story and you're trying to determine who, uh, who was the criminal or whatever. And sometimes when we hear crime stories like that, there'll often be something on the news uh, like man was exonerated or something. He'd been in prison for like 30 years, let's right. say. Yes. And it was determined now you can now go in and look at DNA evidence and his DNA wasn't there or somebody mm-hmm. else was. Mm-hmm. And he's being freed. And they have the news cameras there. And the guy is, you know, coming out of jail and he's thrilled. But, but there's a sadness that comes over you because you think this, let's use the word innocent, and at right. least in this particular crime. Right. This innocent person was robbed of 30 years of life and yes. he sat in jail yes. when he didn't do anything. Yes. And, and you bringing up the point about the innocent lamb, well, what had this Christ done in any circumstance? He was the only one mm. completely blameless and yes. innocent, and his life was taken not for himself, but willingly offered for us. Mm. That's just a, that is just a awesome reminder. And again, it, this isn't like an accident. He he somehow stumbled into this problem. No. It was He willfully of yeah. his own volition yeah. stepped into that role. Yeah. Uh and if we didn't rejoice about anything, we should be rejoicing about that. If we were not to live righteous lives for any other reason than the fact that he gave so much for us, uh 
There's there's no excuse. Even though I know we're falling and we're we're gonna sin. Yeah. We're gonna do that. But it would behoove every believer to acknowledge this lamb and not to pay him back, right. but to, to live worthy of his death. I think Paul even said that in the book of Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And you saying that, okay, if we don't worship him for any other reason but this is is so clearly stated in Revelation when John gets a vision of heaven and says this, between the throne and and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing mm. Mm. as though it had been slain. There's so much symbolism there. Right. The lamb was killed, but it's standing. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Well, this is indicative of the resurrection here, of course. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Mm holding a harp and golden bowls of incense. And they sang a new song and said, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Going on, worthy is the Lamb who Mm -hmm. was slain to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and blessing. And they said, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing, honor, glory, might forever and ever. I'll let you in on a secret, Derek. I know what you're going to be doing for the rest of eternity. Yeah. You're going to be true. worshiping the Lamb. Amen. That's what you're going to be doing. Praise God. So I'm going to be doing. Praise God for that. There, there, he's worthy of that. Mm-hmm. And what you said, it, what you said earlier perfectly pictured Revelation 5. Do you have anything more on the Lamb? Because I'll, I'll transition to something real no, quick. No, Do you have anything all else I was going to say is as you were talking about and as you were reading that is we have to remember also that that lamb was God mm. or is God. Mm-hmm. That, and just another way to blow your mind. Yeah, and, and I read at the beginning all of these different names that we've talked, and, and we haven't even scratched the surface. No. We've looked at nine names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe next December we'll look at nine more, Lord willing, or whatever. There, it's like the diamond that you just keep turning, and then mm. something else sparkles yes. and something else sparkles. Yes. What I was going to say just before we quit is he is a lamb. He is represented as a lamb. Even in Revelation, he's described as a lamb. But, again, we want to talk about these different names. He's, he's also known as a lion. Yes. Right? Yes. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> say something about that real yeah, quick. Uh, the, uh, let me, the tri- before the, uh, we get to yeah. the lion, okay, we look at his first coming. He was a lamb, and he was passive in one sense. I don't want to say he was totally passive, but uh, he, uh, he's going to come back as a lion, as a ferocious lion and a judge. But I find it also interesting, and, and I just couldn't think of where it was at. I do know it's in Revelation, but it says that the world was going to be fearful of this, the wrath of, of the, the lamb. That's right. That right there just blows my mind. Yeah, that's true. You know, so... Uh, that's all I have to say. No, that's, but I, yeah, that's so just, good. The I was going to say that too. Like, yeah, he came as a lamb, but he's coming as a lion. And could right. there be any greater contrast in the animal kingdom? Yes. Than the lamb and the lion. <laughs> mm. And Christ is both. He he has he has characteristics of both. Mm-hmm. He is such a beautiful, honorable, glorious Savior. Amen right? to that. I mean, he deserves it all. And I hope 
that as we kind of conclude uh, these discussions, that your heart is lifted up and uh, rejoicing in all that Mine is, said. for sure. Praise God. Well, uh, we may record like a Christmas episode, just like we did for Thanksgiving, but this, this being our final episode, why don't we close in prayer? And we don't even... We've heard from a few people that are listening. We don't know everybody who's listening. But if you would just pray for those that have listened to our podcast, and then we'll we'll end our time. Our Heavenly Father, first of all, we thank you that you've deigned that we would even be able to talk about you and about your names. Uh, we don't really have the words to even explain or express, Lord. Uh, but we do have listeners, Lord, who have now had an opportunity to hear your word. Some who know Christ, I pray that you'd enhance their lives and enrich them, spiritually speaking. And for those who don't know Christ as Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray that you would cause them to desire to know the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, Lord. Lord, let them not uh, just uh, ignore what we've been discussing, Father. Ignore the Savior, Lord because one day they will be truly sorry for that. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Accept the Lord today, Father. We ask that these people would do that that don't know Christ. We thank you and we honor you for all of your love, mercy, grace, and greatness, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.